Hi, and welcome to another rousing rendition of Connectivites News Digest. We are doing this for Friday, July 13th. It's, uh, oh, it's a Friday the 13th. Didn't even realize that. Happens I... more often than you think, I guess. Yeah, I know. I mean, I feel like this is like the, the fourth in the past year. I might, yeah. I might have to Google that after the episode to, uh, to see what's up with that. But we've got some cool news, I guess. Uh, what's cooler right now is that there's an embarrassment of games to play. Um, so much so that I am completely fucking overwhelmed. But before we get there, let's uh, talk a little bit about the news. We got a release date for the last story. And uh, yeah, it's coming out on August 14th. Pre-orders at GameStop, EB Games Canada, or Amazon.com. Uh, maybe some other retailers. They will be getting a seven-song soundtrack. Uh, the soundtrack is by uh, Nobuo Yomatsu, who's known for doing a bunch of Final Fantasy games. And in addition to that, all first-run copies of the game will get special packaging and an art book. Uh, I'm I'm excited to get this game, very much so. How about you, Patrick? Uh, I'm super excited. It's just, with it being one month away, it just means I need to uh, get my act together and finish Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's kind of my worry. Uh, I, I will hope that I will have my Wii back by then in working order. Oh, yeah. I think, in all honesty, for me, uh, Zach and I talked about this a little bit in a, in a segment on the... I guess the real show, the big show, I don't know what to call it. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to finish Xenoblade. I'll probably put some more time into it, but I, I think the window for playing through that game to completion ended when my, my Wii crapped out. I still have my save data, but it's just I don't think I'm going to have that kind of time. Well, I'm at the point in the game where I am down to the final boss. I'm at the point where you, oh, if, you go, if you go past the one point, you can't save anymore. It's just I can't beat it. <laughs> So yeah, I've heard it's kind I'm, of a bitch. I don't know what I'm messing up, but hopefully I can figure it out in the next month. Yeah, you have almost exactly a month until it comes out. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for it, and it also seems like an RPG that's more my speed, because it's not as long as Xenoblade. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, so that is cool, and also we found out what the North American Club Nintendo prizes are, and as usual, every year a bunch of people get pissed off and say that they're never going to do a survey again. Um, the options for Platinum Reward Members are a deck of Nintendo playing cards that appear to be plastic and a little see-through with some Mario characters and shit on them. Three posters. Uh, one poster of Kid Icarus Uprising, one of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, and the other of Skyward Sword. And then also, if you're a Platinum member, you have a choice of any of the gold prizes, which are, as usual, a desk calendar, and then there are uh, a couple a couple virtual console slash DSiWare, slash eShop games that you can get. Uh, there's Metroid 2, there's Super Mario Kart, and there is Mario vs. Donkey Kong Minis March Again, and also The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. I got the playing cards. How about I, you? I went for the poster set myself. Yes. I, I have too many posters. I have all the Zelda and Mario ones that they had from a while back. Is, is that, just... That's the thing I'm missing. I, I have uh, posters of, like, Donkey Kong. I, I just don't have any Mario posters, so... Yeah. I mean, the, the the posters do look good, um, and the posters from N Club Nintendo are usually pretty pretty good looking. It's just that I don't need to have more posters in a tube that I never touch. Um, I'll probably use them eventually, when when I don't live in a in a one bedroom apartment. Um, but I went with the playing cards, you know, so I can play some solitaire. But are are you really disappointed with uh with how uh, the rewards are? I feel like they could have been better. Like looking in the past, where there was that one time, one year you guys, uh, I I wasn't a platinum member this year, but 
the year that they got the figurine. Like, I thought that was a really cool reward. That figurine was definitely the best reward so yeah. far. Um, the only other year I was platinum was when I took the the Mario hat, which is still a better reward, I think, than this year's. Yeah, I got the Punch-Out game. That was kind of dumb. It was a, I mean, it was cool that they were offering that exclusive game. Like, I think that's interesting, but it was just, like, dumb. Yeah. It was just like, here's a really hard match of Punch-Out against Doc Lewis. It's going to suck if you haven't beaten the game. Even if you did beat the game, it's been six months. You're not as good. It feels like it's at this point where there's so many Platinum members where they kind of have to scale back the rewards yeah. in order to meet the demand. My thing, um, and uh, I'll probably offend some people here, but it's a fucking free gift <laughs> to an already free service. Yeah, I'm not complaining in any way. Yeah. I, I'll take my posters. <laughs> but, like, that that's the way I feel about it. Is that, like, am I kind of bummed out? Do I wish it was a little better? Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Like, you know, that Mario throw pillow... That, uh, that Japan got, like, that's fucking awesome. I would love that. But at the end of the day, like, this is like a bonus to a bonus. <laughs> like, it's not like I'm paying coins for this. It, I mean, yeah, you do need to get to that coin limit, but it's not like, oh, I got these playing cards, now I can't use those 600 coins on anything else. No, you can still get fucking free games every month if you want to. You can go and, you know, get your little kitschy Nintendo shit and probably even get that and sell it on eBay and make some sort of monetary profit. Which you could also do with these rewards. I mean, that's that's the thing is that it, it really it kind of annoys me when, you know, it's a loyalty program and I get it. People put their time into doing the surveys, but like, it's a loyalty program. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, Nintendo's using us to do market research and stuff, but when I just put Nintendo will report for where did you hear about this game, and usually for every game I just put like, yeah, it was fun or like it kind of sucked. And, and if they ask for a, a numerical score and I reviewed it, I just put my literal score. Hmm. But yeah, that's Club Nintendo. And that's yeah. the rewards. So uh, <laughs> stay tuned for next year when everyone complains about it again. The last bit of news we got before we get into uh, some games is there was a uh, Nintendo Network logo on a box art for Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. I guess uh, we, we have no idea about what this could be, but Patrick, what do you think? could be a cool online feature of Luigi's Mansion. I was reading speculation online, and I kind of hope this is what it is, but maybe DLC mansions. I mean, if they do it in the same vein as New Super Mario Bros. 2, I think that would be really awesome. Yeah, like, I feel and like I think they, they would just add, like, a few extra rooms with just new ghost bosses type type of deal. It would be lots yeah. of fun. Even if it was, like, you know, remixes or, or something. I mean, I guess, I guess this might be something that, that will kind of take shape as New Super Mario Bros. 2 is done, which kind of insinuates to me that Luigi's Mansion will be a November release if, if they are going to have that DLC and maybe take that wait-and-see approach. Maybe they'll release Luigi's Mansion same day as uh, Wii U. <laughs> that would be dumb. It would probably, in all honesty, it would probably come out around the same time uh, Mario 3D Land did, which was the week before Skyward Sword, which, in this case, the Skyward Sword release date would probably be Wii U. Yeah. Um... I've had our Paper Mario will release that. But, um, I mean, I think there could also be maybe some kind of online component. Maybe there's a competitive mode that we haven't seen. Or yeah. even online co-op could be pretty neat. But I think I think the DLC... I think the DLC is the more likely scenario. Yeah. Just fucking... Just fucking... Ghost Soccer. Do that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Next Level Games made Mario Strikers. That was a great game. Just Ghost Soccer. What if the online is actually the game that we played on the Wii U at E3? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. 
But I mean, that's that's the thing. Is like I think there's potential. It could be something with online, but I mean, I I, I think DLC is probably more likely. Yeah. All right. So it is uh it's a Thursday that we are well actually no it's a Friday now but there were a bunch of Nintendo downloads for the second week in a row. It's the second week of 8-bit summer, which is Nintendo's initiative in North America to release a bunch of virtual console games and apparently just a lot of stuff on eShop. Um, so the first game, and I think the most notable one, yeah, yeah, I'd say it's the most notable one, Kirby's Pinball Land. It's a Game Boy game, came out in 1993, um, and it's a, it's a pinball game with Kirby. Uh, that's pretty much what it is. Um, have you gotten this game at all, um, Do you intend to? I, I've been too deep in Heroes of Ruin at this point that I haven't <laughs> actually ventured to the eShop for this week's downloads yet. But it, but it, it's definitely one that interested me. I liked Kirby Block Ball, so I think this is in the same vein. So, I mean, the kind of interesting thing about this is that it came out so early in Kirby's life. Because um, mm-hmm. it wound up coming out uh, on Japan in 1993 right around the same time as, well, actually just a little bit after Kirby's Adventure on NES. And you don't really see, at least as far as what I've played in the game, a lot of, like, the copy ability. So it seems like this game was made more with Dreamland in mind. But, yeah. That's Kirby's Pinball Land. It is $3.99. The other virtual console game is The Sword of Hope 2, which is available for $2.99. It is a first-person RPG from Kemco. Uh, came out in like '96, I think, and it's a it's a sequel to a Game Boy game. And uh, you know, here's here's what some of the plot is: the future of Rakar is in the hands of Prince Theo and his friends. It came out in 1996, and and you play as Prince Theo of Rakar. <laughs> and the key to solving the numerous puzzles and gimmicks is the use of commands like look, open, and hit. Can't and go a bunch wrong of, with those. <laughs> there's a bunch of places and items that you go to during the adventure. So. Yeah, uh, Zach's uh, recommending that. I think he's having fun with the terrible localization. So, should be good to uh, to read about. The big eShop release, which I reviewed, is Johnny Kung Fu. And it kind of sucks, but here's the overview. Johnny Kung Fu is an old-school action game that mixes the old with the new. Johnny Kung Fu puts you in the into the Kung Fu garb of a seemingly everyday man named Johnny. The local organized crime group, Mr. Wang, led by the mysterious man known as Mr. Wang, seems to have a bone to pick with Johnny <laughs> and has captured his girlfriend Paula, named Paula. That, it doesn't say that. Knowing that an ambush awaits him, Johnny chases the kidnappers onto one of Mr. Wang's hideout towers regardless. What? What? That doesn't even make sense. Like, why is regardless there? Will, will, uh, will, will Johnny be able to save Paula, or will the Mr. Wang gang prevail? Uh, one that's some terrible copy. Too, it's a pretty assy game available for six bucks. I'm confused. Why is the crime group's name Mr. Wang? I don't know. <laughs> that that's a terrible name for a g- group. <laughs> that, that, uh, yeah. I'm looking at this. And <laughs> I'm just confused in so many ways. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be offensive and, and racist. Maybe I don't know. He's Japanese. Let's name him Wang. So the next game, another eShop game, is a is a blackjack game. Appears to have a little bit of an anime vibe to it, and supposedly there's a story mode. Came out in Europe back in May. This game is Sweet Memories Blackjack. It's available for $3.99. Sweet Memories Blackjack is a card game that allows you to play blackjack with a number of different girls. These Japanese high school girls are both cute and sweet additions to the poker club you've created. One day, an old neighbor named Kasumi enrolled at your school after moving back to the city. 
Your parents are acquaintances, so she gained the approval of staying at your home during enrollment. You have sweet childhood memories of the time spent with her. Simply face your friend, and the memories will return. The time you spend playing blackjack together increases the connection between the two of you, and you will find out that she is the perfect match for you. Wh- what? <laughs> oh my god, this is... this is Wow. <laughs> also, I, I laughed earlier, because when I was reading through it, when it said your parents are acquaintances, it vaguely looked like penis. <laughs> That's uh, those are the eShop only titles. We also got some DSiWare games, including Candle Root, which is from Taeon, and Candle Root involves uh, Crayon Castle, and you need to light candles to lead your way out. You play as Sparky. It's a game. Sounds like a generic Two bucks. 99 game. <laughs> uh, Taeon, they they brought us Birdmania 3D, I think. So you know that's a winner. And Cat Frenzy. Yes. Uh, this game, uh, the next game actually seems kind of interesting. It's from Goodbye Galaxy Games. They made um, the things with the goldfish. I forget what they're called. Um, but uh, they were they were interesting games. Uh, Flipper? Flipper? Yeah. There was Flipper like and there was Flipper 2. This one's called Eighth, Ace Mathician. So uh, it's, a, it's a $2 game. And you play as a cute koala named Ace who loves fruit. Unfortunately, a few delicious delicious pieces of fruit are just out of reach, and you need to change the positions of the platforms to get to the fruit. You can change the positions of the platform by entering a math formula. There is no right or wrong answer. Every formula the player can come up with will have an effect on the world. Suddenly, math becomes as fun as drawing. There are many possible ways to finish a level. Be creative! Later levels will feature enemies and traps keeping the game challenging. And wall... Oh my god. Your is incorrect. And, uh, how they have it here. While you're, the ownership you're, at it, you can collect stars for a better score. Uh, whoever is putting this stuff up on Nintendo.com and making a call, uh, you need to go over this shit some more. It's pretty bad. At first glance, when I looked at this, I thought it was another, like, a, a children's game. Like, I reviewed, uh, Lola's Fruit Shop Sudoku. But th- this looks a little bit more complicated. I see it actually looks pretty equation. cool. Which yeah. is, that's more advanced math. than. I heard it's hard as shit, though, if <laughs> you're not up on your math. I kind of want to check it out just because of the kind of quirkiness of it. And the guy who made it, uh, I didn't particularly like Flipper, but Flipper was, was it used like a voxel engine, so it looked really cool. Hmm. Um, well, now I'm more tempted to get this for $2. Yeah. If I happen to be on the eShop in a moment of weakness, I might get it. I'm just going to go through the next two pretty quickly because, honestly, who really cares about the Wii anymore? <laughs> There's Frogger Hyper Arcade Edition, available for 700 points. It's a sequel to, I believe, Frogger the Arcade Edition. Um, and it actually seems kind of interesting, because, like, they have, like, a bunch of Konami sprites in it. Like, there's sprites from Castlevania and Contra. Apparently, you can unlock, like, the Contra theme. Um, actually, just looking at it right now, it, it kind of looks cool. I just said that people shouldn't care about the Wii, but this actually looks interesting. If I were to play a Frogger game, it would probably be the one on the 3DS. If I were to play two Frogger games, this would probably be it. <laughs> and the last game is the King of Fighters 96. It's another damn Neo Geo game on the Virtual Console. It is 900 points. I feel like Neo Geo is the only system supporting the Virtual Console I, at this point. Honestly, I haven't cared. I think I got Chowaniki. That's about the only Neo Geo game that I got. So uh, we're we're running a little long, but I figure uh, let's let's go over a little bit because uh, both of us have been playing 
some new games that came out. Uh, Rhythm Thief and The Emperor's Treasure finally came out in North America this week on July 10th. Uh, you can get it now. It's $30. I, I bought it. I've yet to play it. I've opened it. I've held the game in my hand. But I've either been playing Theater Rhythm or I've been playing Heroes of Ruin. Um, both Patrick and I got advanced copies so we can play the multiplayer, which we have not yet done, but will do soon. Yes. Um, I think Heroes of Ruin looks really, really good. What do it, you? What What say you? I, I, graphically, it's probably not the best thing on the system, but playing it, it's really, really fun. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's you know, it, it seems like it's just a very good portable rendition of Diablo. Like it's yes. a little bit simpler, it's a little less complicated. The the one thing that I can kind of see is that it seems like after you beat the main game, you might just be kind of done. Yeah, that, I, I'm kind of worried about that because I'm, I've looked at the daily missions and the weekly missions that are available now for the web challenges, and they're not that engaging. Yeah, like it's kind of just like, you know, kill a bunch of this enemy, or, you know, like, go collect this. Like, it's not really like, you know, oh, here's a new level to go through. And I guess, like, you know, the dungeons are supposedly randomly generated, I think. Yeah, I think um, they're supposed to be. But, uh, so, so I guess maybe that, that allows you to replay it more. I know, in all honesty, I could kind of see myself going through this game four times. Uh, once in each class. Each class is radically different, it appears. Yeah, um, right now I'm playing as the, uh, the gunslinger. Um, and the, uh, Alcatech? Yeah, Alcatech. And the gunslinger, uh, I mean, he's a ranged guy. Um, so, like, he has, he has pistols. And he also, like, when you're up close, he'll do a little, like, uh, his, his, his guns apparently also have blades on them. And he has, like, stuff where, like, he'll like, drop a grenade and back up. I throw bolos, too. Um, so, I mean, he's kind of a fun range guy. He's got a lot of attack. There's also, uh, like, a, the big the, the big melee bruiser is the Savage. There's the Vindicator, which is kind of like a, a healing tank, so to speak. I guess, I guess the D&D equivalent of a cleric. Um, and then, uh, what's the architect like? That's, that's like a mage? It's like a mage. Like, you have a lot of ranged spells, but also up close, like, bonus attacks. Yeah. Your, your weapon's kind of like this halberd type of staff. Yeah, I mean, I'm... It's weird. I'm, I'm pretty excited to dive into all the all the four classes at some point. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's it's a pretty awesome game. It's just that, you know, I think a lot of it hinges on how the online is. I, I got to try out some of the online. It was just... It felt a little weird because it paired me with someone that was about 24 levels higher than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like that, that might get better... As a, as like maybe you play it with friends, like maybe that's the preferred way to do it. Is that yeah. you know you're all roughly around the same level. I, I did when I levels. when I was paired up with this guy, we did actually exchange a, a message via voice chat, which surprisingly worked. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah, I, I just hit the L button, which is it's push to talk, and I said hello, and he just responded hello, and then he told me to come over to the secret treasure room. <laughs> <laughs> It was certainly interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I look forward to. Uh, maybe we'll record a podcast that way. I'll just put our <laughs> microphones up to our 3DS speakers. Just yell through. <laughs> this Hello, way. here's this the way. secret treasure room. Come here. Where is here? Um, yeah, I mean, here's a room looks great. Um, I'm still heavily addicted to theater rhythm. Uh, but you've been playing some Rhythm Thief. I, I rhythm hear. Thief. Yes. I got it, put about four hours into it before I had to start playing Heroes of Ruin, but Rhythm Thief, it's just like 
I keep describing it to people as a Professor Layton game where instead of puzzles, it is rhythm games. <laughs> now, is there like, is there like kind of like overworld exploration in this, or is it just like go to, go from rhythm game to rhythm game? I mean, it, it's like Professor Layton. Um, overworld exploration, oh, okay, where cool. it's like static maps, and you can click around. Actually, you click around to collect things. Like in Professor Layton, you collect hint coins, but here, you collect just coins to buy things in the shop. That's kind of awesome. And that moves you from location to location, and then at certain locations, it keys story events, which in turn do rhythm games. That's that's pretty great. Um, I'm glad to see, you know, a company actually do a good version of that, as opposed to Doctor Lawtrack, which is pretty much an abomination. <laughs> I st- I'm still interested in it, despite no. all of your... <laughs> no. Bad. Go play I... House of the Dead Overkill. Don't play Dr. Lockhart. <laughs> you owe it to yourself to not ever touch that game. It looks... You know what? In all honesty, Dr. Lockhart visually looks pretty good. Um, especially for, you know, what is what is a first-gen 3DS game. It looks great. But it just... It is it is the biggest mess of a game I've seen in years to come out of, like, a, you know, like a proper studio. <laughs> I'll get it one day. Yeah. I'll prove you wrong and enjoy it. It's not a battle you want to win. Um, <laughs> but that that seems like it's a Connectabytes. We yeah. will see you next week, possibly on a different day, because Patrick and I will be watching the shit out of Batman next week. Are, are you going at midnight as well? Oh, dude, I got my tickets weeks ago. <laughs> I, I do not I, fuck around when it comes to this. My, me and my friends were going to go see it close to, our, close to where we live, but everything's sold out, so we have to go 45 minutes away for it. <laughs> I think uh, I think I'd do that for a Harry Potter movie someday. Like I kind of at the last minute was like, you know what, guys, let's go see it at midnight, and we ended up going like forty minutes away. But yeah, I didn't want to mess around with uh, with Dark Knight Rises, so I got my tickets like a couple weeks ago. So yes, well, <laughs> yes. So we will probably we will probably record earlier in the week. Probably talk more Heroes of Ruin, maybe some more Rhythm Thief, and uh, we'll see you then. Bye. Yep. See you.